The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate available on the next generation 2019 GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing go professional grade step up to gmc and current eligible gm owners get 20 percent below msrp on next generation 2019 gmc sierra double cab and sle crew cab models with a traditional tailgate we are professional grade gmc must be a current owner lessee of a 2005 model year or newer gm vehicle for at least 30 days prior to the new vehicle sale offer includes price reduction below msrp and purchase allowance not available with special financing lease and some other offers take retail delivery by 9 30 19 see participating dealer for details Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. So here we are, Sea Palms Golf Club. I've done pretty well tonight, I'll be honest. I've gotten Brady Riggs next to a fireplace. That's good. Which is a good thing. And so the, the topic of this, let me just lay out who the table here is. To my right is Michelle Winkler, right? Making her tour coach debut. Nice. And uh, by the way, we're glad to have you here at the, at the retreat. It's good to have you. We got Matt Rudy, uh, Golf Digest. Uh, good friend. He's going to argue with me like a some bitch on this one. Uh, we got Dr. Scott Lynn, um, and they're they're kind of teammates on this one, but they'll probably argue a little bit. It'll make it interesting. We got a guy in the corner who, Big Al, who doesn't know anything about golf. He's a lawyer. He's probably not going to say shit on this. Actually, you know what? He'll probably actually comment and act like he knows stuff, like he has done every ever since I've known him since I was in college. We got Jackson Court, Jackson K Golf, and then we got my good friend Brady Riggs, one of the great teachers in the game from out in California. So the topic of this, I want to talk about the role of science in golf instruction. So, and I'm going to preface that by saying, and I think Scott knows this, so I know Scott knows this because he was involved in it, but um, a few years ago I got asked to do something for Swing Catalysts, and I'm scared to death of science. I'm scared to death of you people. <laughs> right? Use people. So, what is this gravity you speak of? <laughs> right. Hold on. Waitress just brought me another vodka. Uh, so, anyways, um, be water. Sure. got asked to do a thing of swing catalyst. I told you this earlier, and I didn't want to do it. But then I decided I was getting paid, so I'd do it. So, all I did was stand up there and I told, I took examples of my tour players, talk about what I did, and then I let Scott explain it to all these nerds, <laughs> right? And so, anyways, through That's that. That's going to be the title of Scott's book, Explain It to the Nerds. <laughs> right. And uh, so, anyways, so that's how Scott and I got talking. And then I was like, you know, I wanted to know if the stuff I was telling people was scientifically correct. 
that's a pretty accurate assessment, right? So I would bounce stuff off him. And that's how I was like, you know what? He brings, he has a wealth of knowledge, obviously great at what he does. Wanted to have somebody that had that background involved in the stuff I do with developing players. So that's kind of how he got here. So he's by far the most nerdy person on my team of people. I'm just going to say that. I mean, you probably know that. You he's know? nerdy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Right? But anyways. But... But anyway, so I, I struggle at times, like, where what's the role of all this science shit to bring it into, into golf? And so so let's, yeah, I can say anything I want on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's my podcast. So let's talk about the role of science in golf structure. Matt, I'm going to start with you because you've got a lot to say. And so for people that don't know, I mean, so you're the instruction editor in Golf Digest. Uh, one of your good friends, Michael Jacobs, and he is at the forefront of science. And that, now, look, just because you're on the science side doesn't mean y'all get along. Because I know y'all don't all have you guys all fight. People like me and Brady, we just hang out and sing Kumbaya and talk about golf. But, so go ahead. You, I want you to start, Matt, with the role of golf, uh, science in golf instruction. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even necessarily say that I'm on the side of science. Uh, I'm on the side. I'm, I'm on the side of helping people. That's what they all say. And and um, and I'm on the I'm on the side of telling the great a great story. You do do a great job of that. Well, I appreciate that. And for that. people out there that don't know, Matt and I wrote a fantastic book, Lessons from the Legends. <laughs> it would probably be up there with. Uh, I mean, a lot of Hemingway. Great Gatsby. Yeah. Great Gatsby, Hemingway. Er, early Hemingway. Early Hemingway. Early Hemingway. Shakespeare? Yeah. Yep. No? I wouldn't go as far as Shakespeare. Oh, okay. I, would, I will say it's right after The Old Man of the Sea. But go ahead. Anyway, now, I, I, now, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, I mean, that I'm, I'm I believe in science, number one. Uh, and number two, the my, my interest is in helping people. And my interest is in having people avoid folklore. And I think for years and years, a lot of golf coaching was based on folklore. Wow, which, that's interesting. Which was, which was, you know, you go and you are a, you go and you work for a pro somewhere, and you watch that pro teach them lessons, and the, and you take the the advice that that pro gave you and the pro says well here's the three things you you know keep your head down and you know turn more whatever the folklore you want to pick and you apply you apply sort of generalized non-specific non-scientific information to everyone to to produce great frustration and i think um what science does is it measures and it and it proves or disproves and um, I think golf is a traditional game and I think it's resistant to change and I think it's resistant to um, modern interpretation to a degree and and I think there are a lot of coaches historically who are threatened by uh, objective information because it could uh, it could be counter to what they've always taught, and um, and I get that, and I'm sensitive to that sensitive to that, and and my interest is not to blow somebody's world up, but 
But um, every time I go on Facebook and somebody talks about how important it is to hold a lag as long as you can hold it, you know, keep this, you know, keep this angle down through the ball as much as you can. And, you know, the folklore that people have taught for 50 years when we're actually able to measure what people really do, you know, with the, with the systems that people like my friend, Mike Jacob has come up with, you know, we, we actually know what forces are involved in a golf swing and what torques are involved in the golf swing, what's actually happening. By the way, I use some gamma today. There you go. Lambda. I mean, guys like, you know, guys like, guys like Scott, they're all, you know, Scott's, Scott's livelihood is involved in actually measuring what people do and telling the truth about what they do and helping coaches everywhere communicate that. And, um, that's a that's a part of what I do. I mean, the, the communicating part can't be lost. You, I mean, you, the science is important, but if you overwhelm people with the science, they're going to tune you out. But the, but the the science is important. I mean, and um, if you're going to walk around, I mean, the, the divining rod, you know, the stick that people carry around that they used to say, well, Love if you this story. if you if you point a divining rod, it's supposed to tell you where water is, right? Um, it doesn't work. It's, that's folklore, and there's there's actual there are actual ways to figure out where water is, and there are a lot of smart people who know how to tell you where the water is. So we should find the people who know where the water is and listen to them. So Brady, it's kind of like Fox News here. It's fair and balanced. So I'm going to go to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I was, Nah, that's, you know, you know just how to get to Brady. That's that's a good, that's a good one, there, right? So, <laughs> no. So, anyways, so so the interesting thing. So, one of the things that I liked about you early on, other than you wore a beanie all the time, <laughs> is it's true. I mean, is you have a kinesiology degree, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's right, yeah. Um, so I, I started bouncing stuff off of you early because I knew you were smart, right? And so you had the science background. Allegedly smart. Right? So how do you balance your science background with your love and your passion for just playing golf and helping people play? Because you're one of the people and one of the teachers. Matt, you, you've been around Brady. I have. A good bit. And we've done some stuff together. Like, he loves just teaching the play and part of the game. And we talk all the time about, like, just go play golf. How do you balance the two together? Well, science is kind of the idea is it's the best possible explanation we have for a certain problem. And it's true. It's truth. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's truth. It's the, it's the best working mm-hmm. explanation that you have. But it doesn't mean that that's the best way for somebody to play better too. So, I mean, I think those of us that are teaching all the time and that's what we do, if we're teaching all the time, we're, we're constantly trying to improve what we're doing, hopefully, you know, so we need better information and people that are doing research are really helping us get better information. Mm -hmm. But you have to use a filter when you are working with a player because that may or may not help them Mm -hmm. in that moment. So we're, my first priority is the player that's standing in front of me and whether or not the information at that moment I'm going to give them is perfectly scientifically correct is, is not important as helping them in that moment. 
So I'm trying to balance that all the time, you know, and, and I don't want to lose the creativity of a player. Like, I'll give you an example. If I, if, if you told somebody, okay, to hit a draw, you need to face a, a right starting draw. And you need to go like we tried to do today. <laughs> yeah. And you try to get somebody to go around a tree. And you know that if you start the face, if the face is right of the tree, when you make contact and the path is right of that, it'll go around the tree. Well, if you set somebody up to do that in that way, they would never hit the ball around the tree. It would go way right. But the way that works better is if the face looks more left at address, and then when they swing, the face is obviously going to get right of that, and the path's going to get right of the face, and then they'll go around the tree. That way has worked forever. But if you try to explain it to them factually, they probably would never hit the ball right to left. It would just stay right. So what works and what is scientifically correct may not be the same thing. The, lang- uh, the, lang- the language. Yeah, yeah, the way you're but expressing it. I don't think that is... I mean, if you had a launch monitor, the face is starting right at the tree. Like, right. So you look at the launch monitor yourself and you're like, okay, perfect. Whatever you got to say to them, you could say, like, put your leg behind your neck and... If it works, it works. Like, I don't care if it's... Like, you're not saying anything that's scientifically incorrect because right. at the moment of impact, the face is right at the tree if they're not hitting the tree. And I think just that's what we're talking about, like explaining it to them in a way that that is factually correct in that moment may not be the best way for them to achieve the goal. No, no, totally. The, so, art, the art is getting them to do what you need them to right. do. And while we know what the truth is about what creates mm-hmm. ball flight, well, the truth is that, that impact. Right? Knowing the truth, but yeah. knowing knowing the truth is important. Totally true. It is for yes. it's more important for us for you than the, mm-hmm. necessarily than the player sometimes. But, but I think the, that's a trial. And the error. surgeon has to know how to excise the tumor. Right. How they communicate it to the patient is a different matter. Well, I think that's a different analogy because the patients do inject shit when you're excising a tumor. But the right. <laughs> patient's lying there, <laughs> right? Except except that except that if. You look at somebody and they have a broken leg yeah. and you decide that they have to have open heart surgery, that's a problem. And golf instruction is, for historically, that's that's been the way it is, right. which is somebody has a sprained ankle and you, you know, you're putting a brace on their finger uh, because you identify a, the a completely wrong problem. Yeah, but I don't think that's what he's talking about. It's more like, so you're trying to get somebody to hook it around a tree, and mm-hmm. they're starting at, like, way right at the tree. Like, I'm saying, like, the, the, if you explained it to them in a way that this is what's actually going to happen at impact, yeah, that, that generally doesn't work as well as telling them, make the face look close to you, basically, as you're setting up to the ball and swing right, way right. We know at impact that does, it doesn't happening. produce a left face. Sure. But it works way better mm-hmm. than saying, oh, start with the face right and dress and then swing right. But what if you had it's a guy who you said, work. Point, and they just smoke it into the tree the way you told us. Well, then you... Well, they're dead. Then you don't have to worry about it for the well, next you, year. You'd, <laughs> you'd make the obvious adjustment. <laughs> totally. Right? But I'm saying, like, th- that's the part that's interesting to me. Me too. Well, it's so, human. It's solving a human problem but, versus but in, a machine problem. Exactly. But, in go- but in golf instruction, we're still at the point where people don't agree with your basic premise that the way to curve it around the tree is to do it that way. There's people that don't think that. Well, there's people that don't understand ball flight. Yeah, well, I think the world is flat. But that's where we are. I know. Did you hear about that guy? Did you hear about that guy that went up to see it? Yeah, one guy went up to see it. It was flat, and his parachute launched down here. Pew! But all, but, but all you, but all you have to do, all you have to do is go on Facebook and hear. Actually, I hope they are. Be, but go on Facebook. Yeah, go on Facebook and hear a golfing machine person <laughs> who is fundamentally believes things that just 
in reality don't happen. But I, what's interesting, if you're going to bring that up, which because I was a fan of Ben Doyle at the time, sure. as was many, and again, at the time, that was probably the best sure. piece of evidence. And that's all you can do, right? It's right, the best so that's what I'm talking about. Information that's Science available. continues to sure. evolve. It changes, the, the explanation changes over time, not because the science changed, but our way of understanding it changes. Well, maybe the science changed. Maybe the well, way we measure but things we, changed. But gravity is always gravity. We're just, you know, we weren't aware of it until we were aware of it, you know? So, right. So it, it's not like it's not like the things are changing. We're just understanding it better as time moves on. So sure. the explanation improves. But, it, but I mean, in 1865, when someone got hurt in the Civil War, the best way to Turn deal with, the, the best way to deal with an injury was to yep. hack their foot off without a, without, Anesthetic. That was the only option. That's all we had. We have better options now. Right. But I also think that there's a huge difference, I'm going to speak up for a second, in between what's actually happening and what somebody's trying Feeling. to do. Feeling. 100%. I think that's okay. what you're getting it's at. Like, so, like, look, I'm a good player. I'm going to use a tour player. I know that the club really isn't being driven through there's not handled right okay but i also don't know that on a tour player that they're trying to unload it a lot of one we watched today what mm-hmm. right so they, they think they are but if you measured them they might be what measure them they might be what trying um, if you if you put for example if you put lucas glover on jacob's 3d right the evidence might show that they're forcing the club in a certain way mm-hmm. and you might ask them what they're what they perceive that they're doing and it could those could be different things that's right? what i mean that's sure. what i'm saying right and so i think there could be players that feel like they're holding it off and so but I they think, might add, not actually and, be holding it and off. i don't disagree that the club's trying to go that way right but i had a guy with 330 today <laughs> You saw him. I saw him. If I'd have told him that that's what the club would have done, he would have hit his left ear with the fucking ball Mm -hmm. because he was already, that some bitch was already coming out, right? So, like, telling him to hit pitch shots trying to lag it and hold it helped him hit it solid, right? Sure. And I think that's the art of teaching, though, is knowing which guy needs what. Sure. And I think that's where people like, and so we're going back to like a previous podcast, which might have been like a couple hours ago, but like, <laughs> but like, like some of the social media stuff and the content out there is like, it's like one size doesn't fit all, right? Like not one piece of information works for everybody. Never. Right? And so somebody getting up there and saying, this is what every club's doing or this is what everybody's doing, like it doesn't right. help everybody. Or can you, can you believe that? That, that teacher said that to that, that player. Which is fine, if it worked. Right, exactly. Like, oh, I mean, I, if I had three minutes with going back to that guy, and if I had three minutes with that guy, I mean, hell, that guy's in fourth right now. Thank God he didn't go have coffee with that guy. I mean, you know, I mean, right? But like, but that's what I, I there's just no absolutes. No, there isn't. and that's on. what, well, I, I mean, the, I mean, I think it's cool yes. that we can measure what's actually happening. We can. But I also think, but that's that just the starting point, which, right? Because because you have to you have to we we can measure what actually happens, and it allows us to eliminate the folklore. But that doesn't solve the 
coaching issue, which is how do you, I mean, knowing what you know, I mean, if you're an expert, like you guys are, like Scott is, I mean, if knowing what you know, doesn't mean that you have a free pass at exporting that information out of your mind and putting it into somebody else's mind. That's the art of what we're all talking about here. How many times have you told somebody something that you knew wasn't scientifically accurate, but you knew would help them hit a shot better? Every, probably every day. But I don't know what you mean by scientifically well, accurate. Well, you know what I'm saying, like the... You dumb it on well, a you, you graph and all that stuff where they have the shit. Or am I even wrong? I want, you, I want you to throw, I want you to get to the top and throw the head as hard as you can throw it. Right. Sure. Whatever. Right. I mean, that might be not be what you, what actually happens or what you want, but it's the antithesis of what they're doing. Sure. Sure. It's an 100%. exaggeration. And it's a good the, coaching to yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, people, you, you might have, uh, you might, you might even argue with like track band to a certain degree and mm-hmm. launch monitors. I mean, it's the best measuring device that we have right now, like, yeah. right now. But well, this is my problem with, with all new stuff like this is if you drink from the fire hose when it comes to new technology, you're probably going to look foolish in the future mm-hmm. because the next new technology may prove the last one wrong. I don't know if it proves it wrong. I think it's over-exaggeration. Like, because when I first started working for Swing Catalyst, body track was the thing. And body track would come out and say every tour player has right. X or Y or they, Z or whatever. They told everybody, and I'd probably get in trouble here, but it's fine. But <laughs> that, You're my friend. But like, they had like one trace and that was what everybody's trace was supposed to look at because I got one. And, uh, you know, I remember, like, I didn't understand it. Like, I don't understand most things. But, like, I sent it out, and I was like, so, but everybody's trace had to be, like, the fish hook, basically, right? But now we know not everybody's trace is like well, that, and right? That's what Lucas I, Glover's no, today. not even close. Stripe didn't look anything like that. I When I first started working for Swing Cattles, that's what they, like, I would go to teach these courses where a bunch of you guys be in the crowd, and you'd be like, what should the center pressure trace look like? What should the vertical force look like? What should the torque look like? And I was like... I don't know. Like, I watched all these good players. I had Justin Rhodes. I had, um, I mean, I had tons of different players. We have a lot more now. What's that? Charlie Wee. JB Holmes, Charlie Wee. And everyone was doing something different. And I was like. Winkler, for those of you (laughs) follow her on Instagram. I didn't know what. Still hadn't accepted the following. I kept saying, I don't know. And like. I remember I the first time I not the first time but one of the first times I was hanging out with Sean Foley I walked 18 holes with him at um, what's it called the place where Tiger used to play his tournament Sherwood Country Club mm-hmm. and we watched I think it was Hunter Mahan play 18 holes which is what for two play five hours mm-hmm. at the end of the five hours he looked at me he's like in this five hours I probably asked you about 235 questions I was like give or take I'm gonna go with that he's like probably 200 of those he said I don't know and I was like because I don't and I don't think it's because I don't know. It's because I don't think anyone knows. Because um, I think a lot of tour, a lot of coaches want absolutes and they don't exist. There's so many smart minds that have worked on this game so far. And if there were absolutes, every good player does. Everybody knows. Blank. That we'd have figured that shit out by now. But the but the fun part is that we're gaining on it. But to me, the the key thing to me is if but you can take, we ever have an absolute? I don't think there's ever can. have an absolute. If you have like a scatter plot of every I don't think human, you, I don't think you have. You can't you can't have absolutes, but you can have better guesses. You can have better uh, lanes. Lanes, which is lanes. what you're saying for lanes, is something called um, cluster analysis in science. Mm-hmm. 
So if you have a big scatter plot of everybody on the planet, it's just going to be everywhere. If you put a little circle around people and said, these people, what's different about them than these people? Mm -hmm. And you put a little circle around them and you say, okay, these people are way different than these people down here. So what is different about them? And there's got to be something we can measure about a human being that's different. And that's what, I mean, I think to me- In patterns. In pattern. Well, in- like, why is this person striping it doing this and this person striping it doing the opposite? Of all the people at this table, I would bet every dollar on my 401k that- Oh, I like it, I, hear, I'm, I, 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 can, I know I know this is true. Scott, I've watched you and I know, I mean, the, the, the people I know that use tech, yeah. the, the value of tech, and it's interesting because you hear about this old school versus new school. You know, oh, that guy's just staring at a screen, whatever. I think this, that's less. This was woman's just, less just, than this, she's just staring at a screen. But I, but I would wager that what tech, in its broadest sense, does is it lets you put players in categories and groups. And I would wager that you've watched enough players that you don't need the tech anymore. That, and I would bet every dollar in my 401k that you've watched enough people hit balls that you don't need you don't need a track man you don't need you don't need gears because now that you've seen people do stuff you could say all right I recognize that I'll, pattern I'll give you track man and gears but I won't give you ground forces people fuck with me all the time on ground forces we're gonna have to edit that no I use the f word on I can't say whatever you want because it's your I mean I'll, I'll, I, just, I, I, mean, I'll I mean I'll just use the example of my friend Mike Jacobs right so Mike has invented his own software with the help of a of a scientist at Lafayette College and and. So he's developed this reputation as a guy that is way, way into super tech, screens, measuring, cameras, whatever, you know, data. But if you go took a, if you went and took a lesson from him, he doesn't use any of that stuff. It's a, it's a completely caveman right. lesson out on the range with no stuff. Because what he would tell you is that I've watched thousands of swings on the tech and now when I watch you, I can put you in a rough right. category. But with kinematics, Be- because, because, of, because, because of what, because of, of what the, the tech has done, it's informed me now so that I can roughly categorize you. And if I need to go back, I can use the tech. But what's but, he using to categorize people? Oh. Sure. His well, eyes. Well, and what are your but, eyes? But the it, kinematic measurement. Right, but it's but it's your eyes or back to blinking. plus the data that your tech has provided to you. But it's still it's still a kinematic measurement tool. I, I've watched thousands of swings sure. on swing catalysts and I've looked at the forces and sometimes I'm like Sometimes I have no clue. Well you say sometimes, but I'm gonna say a lot of the time. Well, okay, maybe not a lot of the time, but there are times when you're just like- prove, prove my point, but- No, but like, I would never guess. I wouldn't. Because you if don't somebody have, because made you don't me, have, if somebody hit to. a shot and said, how much vertical force is that gonna have? I'd be like, I mean, sometimes you can guess. If they're jumping off the ground, you're like, okay, he's mm-hmm. probably got a lot, but I don't know. I think path and face are pretty- Well, that's a kinematic tool, like, cause you're watching a movement of the club. So I think you can see that. If it's a movement-related thing, you can see it. If it's a force-related thing, I don't think you can see it. 
can't see forces with your eye. I don't think you can see forces from your eye, with your eye, but I think I think good coaches in general can see patterns. What do you think, Brady? You've been a little quiet over there, and you're drinking iced tea, which makes me nervous. I I think it's an interesting discussion. <laughs> How's that for an answer? That's stay out of it. No, I just think you. I my thing is, I think knowing the best possible explanations is really helpful. Yeah. But I, I think when you're working with somebody, you still need to be able to teach. Oh, you do 100%. And so you could have you could have gears on or whatever you want to have on. It doesn't, that's not the real world of teaching. No. I think the information's great and we are all, everything. It's part, it's part of it, but it's yeah, not the only part of it. We're trying to get better at, at understanding what is actually happening, but it doesn't really matter to the person who's standing in front of you. They I, just want you to help. I think the further. It's, op, it's operating system. I think it's, the it's, further. It's the behind we, the scenes stuff. The further yeah. we go down the road of science in golf teaching, it seems like both sides realize that you need to have both sides you do, to be 100%. successful you do. at teaching. Whereas I feel like personally that a few years ago or whatever, you had people that just said, look, if you, like, I'm going to use TrackMan as an example. We've obviously got one and all that. If you had TrackMan, that's all you need, right? But like, or if you had this, that's all you need. No. But then there were the old school people that were like, oh, I don't need that shit. I could do that. But now I think, I think as we go along, I think both sides are coming to say like, you know what? Like we can have all this information, but having a way to communicate it and the expertise and the understanding of how to play is important. Well, I think it's more a meld of both, yeah. I think. But but I also believe strongly, too, that in... It's like the both sides of the aisle coming together shaking. Right, but, but I, I think a super valuable thing about tech is that when you're coaching someone and you're changing things, the tech provides a very valuable... Uh, Reinforcement that that things are things are changing. Right, mm -hmm. that stuff is happening. And leave, leave aside the numbers because the numbers don't in the in, in and of themselves don't matter. But the change in the numbers matter. The the but, the delta. But you have to say like, let's use tracking. Right. Do we really honestly think it's going to measure the difference between a four point two right path and a three point six? I mean, I'm saying though like. I'm not saying that the forces you're talking about are are in this conversation, but I've seen, and I know Tony has too, on a tour range, watching a tour player hit a brand new ball, and it curves in a direction that TrackMan said it didn't. Sure. And so I, that so makes me concerned about the actual measuring tool that we're putting all the stock into. Sure. I, I think that's 100% about I would rather trust my experience and the fact that I've mm -hmm. seen a million balls fly off a club to know what the ball flight is than to say, well, the track man said that. Like so for my money, for my money, we got both. I've spent too much money. I like the quad because it shows where it's hit on the face. So that when the face and the path don't match what the ball did, you can see where it hit right. on the face. And you like, I mean, I'm smart enough sort of to know 
like you match that up. But I, I agree with that. I'm, but if I've watched too many times, but can't you see a ball basically hit a toe or a heel after all these years? I mean, can we, <laughs> can, can we, can we, do we need the quad really? No, but I mean, I mean I'm just know, saying, I like, just like to spend money. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that there's, there's so much more processing as teachers as it is, and we can pick all of that up. And I still trust myself more on, on ball flight than I would trash it. True. Uh, but, but I, I mean, I keep bringing up my friend Randy Smith because he's great. He's the best. But one point he made that... got to get Randy on this. One point that he made that makes a lot of sense to me is that he said, leaving aside everything we've just talked about, mm-hmm. the reality, for example, if you're teaching junior golfers now, is that where they live is on screens and mm-hmm. their life is iPhones and iPads and, you know, data and da-da-da. If, if you're a coach and you're a, you know, a caveman or a cavewoman and says, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I'm not going to tell you about any data. You, you miss a connection point with those people. A thousand percent. And I think he's right. Mm-hmm. So he says, well, even if I don't, even if track man is not a fundamental part of how I teach, it's a, it's a, a dash of salt or a dash of pepper in how I teach because I know that the 15-year-old who comes to me lives on screens and I need to relate to his, his or her world. And I think that's a huge, that's a huge point. Mm-hmm. And it could be. It's a huge point today and five years, knowing, knowing I mean, I've got three girls who are yeah. 11, 8, and 6, and I know how they operate with screens. And going forward... You, you have to be conversant in that world because that's where they live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a fundamental that? truth. I would say that it may be a huge point to them, but it isn't a huge part about playing golf well. Oh, I agree. So everything like, is about applying the appropriate context is the right. coach's job. I agree. But, but being cognizant, you cannot be the person who says, you know, and we all know those people in our, in this business who say, well, you know, all that new school stuff is bullshit. Well, okay, you want to live that way? Be the person with no ATM card. Be the person with no you know, smartphone. All right, great. Be the person with the flip phone. Okay, you want to live that way? That isn't how people live. No, I so, agree. Um, I think, I think the, the, the genius of all this, the people who are the best at all this are the people who right. understand how to provide context to the and data. What, like, but, but the reality is that's how people live. And if you don't visit them where they live, they're going to find sure. somewhere else to, to go. And to me, what's the key? I mean, I've got over shots where you get over it and you just know that shot's going. You're going to hit it good. And you know you get over shots and you have, like, so what, it's confidence, right? You can give your player more confidence getting over the ball that they're sure. in. And I've, I've talked to a lot of tour coaches that say, when I show them this data, it's not my opinion anymore. Right. They have more confidence in me. And then they have more confidence when they get over the yep. next shot. So I use I use a lot of it. I kind of back ass words play into it, right? <laughs> so like I, I I I do a lot. I may with a tour player get the things I want them doing and the ball going good, and then put them on the swing catalyst and the track band or the quad or whatever, and then say. 
See? See? So what we did is making the path through this, and yep. it's making this, and oh, see how when we fix your posture, your trace cleaned up? <laughs> Here's the delta. Right? Sure. Right? So well, I mean, you did like, that today. You drew that line through the, the like, foot, through the shoulder, and yeah. you're like, look at this, how this is better. And then Lu Lucas looks at it, and he's like... Yeah, hey, I trust you now. Yeah, like, right. you, not my feel is is being validated. What I see on that. I think one thing that people don't understand that that aren't around tour players is that I mean they're not all smart. That isn't what my wasn't my point. But, but even if they're not smart, they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And they know what hits a good shot for them. Yeah. Like, I think the people, like, and people don't, they, like, we're talking about all this stuff out there, but all they give a shit about is what hits a good shot for them because that's how they make a living. Yeah. And so they're really good at knowing what hits a good shot for them. And so if you tell a tour player something, and you show them something and it doesn't computer make sense with mm -hmm. what they know it's a good shot for them. One, they don't think you know what you're doing and two, they don't give a shit what you say. Right, 100%. Yeah. So it better make sense. And it goes to what we talked about earlier. Like I, I mean, that's, that's, I'm, I try to, in all lessons, but more so with a tour player, <laughs> measure what I say and I try not to say something unless it's a, gonna make them laugh, or B, it matters. Mm. You know, because if you say something just to say something, I think it muddies, muddles the water and, yeah. and all that. And not that that's worth anything, but I think, uh, but I, I think that we, people don't realize how much, like, all that really matters to the player in front of you is how they hit it. Totally. And he, I think even like 15 handicappers or 10 handicappers, have a little, not as defined, but have a little bit of an idea of what the hell they do when they hit it good. And I think our job is to help them do that better. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know, that's but I think the tech helps you reinforce it. It's not my opinion. Like, look, and if that puts more confidence in that player's head, they're yep. more likely to hit it better when they get up on the first tee. I mean, I'm shocked to say, but I'm a tech fan. Yeah. I mean, I own a bunch of it. Bring Scott in, mainly for entertainment. <laughs> Look, he took a load off me. Like, I didn't do much today. I just hung out. But uh, but I think it's a huge part of it. But yeah. I think it's more the marrying of the two. Yeah. And I think, like, with that girl today, would we have gone to the band without tech? Probably not. Right? We looked at the tech. We're like, eh, try this. Well, I, I probably would have because I just never liked the way her hips slide. I've watched her because I'm friends of the family. I've watched it for years and I never understood why nobody until what, today. Well no, because I didn't teach her. She's oh, okay. taught by somebody else who's probably listened to this and wondering yeah, yeah. why the hell she's at this camp. But All I'm right. like, shit. So I'm like, I mean, hell if you can't get her lower body stable under her, I mean shit, we gotta do something. But that's cool because that's like you've thought that forever as a good teacher. <laughs> been watching this for years. Right. But you've thought that forever as a good teacher and then you bring science in and you're like, yeah that validates hundred percent. And then now you have more confidence going to her and say, hey do this. And then she has more confidence than you because you have more confidence than her. And, and here was and the, the cool whole thing part of snowballs so he, and he listened to what she said. I told him, her. Yeah. And then he fixed the forward swing part of it based on it. Right. Not use. I mean, just using video because we're in the other bed. That's what I think you're saying is, 
you can't like it's the marriage of the two, right? Oh, it's the scientist and the the guy who's been on the tee a hundred hours and or you million hours, and you, you can't, can't replace, replace that. that. You can't. You can't. But 100%. you can probably fast forward the process by a hundred percent. But I was I'm gonna kind of wind this thing down because we've got to get to bed at some point. Matt, closing arguments, closing closing comments. I'm gonna. I feel like you're a little bit of the wordsmith here. <laughs> Um, I feel Sing like you're you're kind of like my John Lennon here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel slighted. I, I think uh, closing arguments. No, I think whether you're talking about the current cutting edge science or the science that was available to people in 1970, the the information is the starting point. It's not the ending point, and the the. The genius of all this is taking the information that's available and, uh, and applying it and and giving it to people in a way they can use it. And um, the best teachers always find the best but information. Too many and too many times people feel like the information by itself is the ending point. Mm-hmm. Like I know it, you know, I'm right and I have it and that's enough. It's not enough. It's that's it's, good. It's no, it's good. It's giving it to people in a way they can use it. And uh, I mean, I'm thrilled that the the quality of the information that we have is so much better now because we can avoid giving people bad information. Mm-hmm. And now the, that doesn't take away the responsibility of communicating it in a way they can use it. Yeah. And, and that's, I, that's always been the case, yeah. but um, I think we're closer than ever to having convergence between, hey, this is what really happens, and hey, let me let me give you some advice about what really happens and how you can. I think it'll always be hard because while we know maybe what happened, we have no idea what they're. Sure. The feel to make that happen is. But then you have a better feedback. You, put them the you take a high at, at least we're not telling them the, the active opposite of what. Is really happening. True. I'm saying though, you could have two exact. Let's take for granted that TrackMan's going to give you the right measurement, which I don't necessarily agree. Wow. But let's say that you did, and you could have two different players give you the exact same numbers on a shot, mm-hmm. and they could be feeling completely different sure. things. Sure. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm sure you could do that with Swing Cat. Or yeah. Else. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's so where. Like, while you may know what happened. We're never going to get past. We're always going to have to deal with the player and what sure. they're feeling to make that a reality. That's, That's always ge- going to be the most sure. important. Sure, it's the genius part. of even coaching. Though, yeah, even though we may know exactly what did happen, it doesn't mean it's what they felt. And I think a lot of, well, my buddy Will, who's a motor learning expert, mm-hmm. says the people who use the tech best don't use it that often. You use yeah. it to measure two or three swings, get an idea, and Small then you. Mm-hmm. But at least you're you not go. you're but not I, telling it, people keep your head down. Force your head down. It gets you on the right path, and then angle. you go out and you do what you need to do. And then, like we did it today, we went on the grass. You come back, you measure, you go back out. Like to me, like you can't get somebody dependent on I'm technology. There's kids the now that hit it and they just look at the launch monitor. They don't look where the ball goes. Like you can't have that. Gang, this was awesome. Um, thanks for everybody sitting in. One, one, it was. It's been an awesome retreat. Great group of folks. Can't thank uh, Brady. Scott, Matt, Winkler over here enough. <laughs> um, she you must be tired from talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me, is your jaw sore for I mean, you guys just dominated the conversation right there. <laughs> Give her a follow on Instagram. She might accept it. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, anyways, great stuff as always. Uh, look forward. To, I, I think we'll get. I think we'll we'll find something else to talk about this week. This has been this is awesome meeting of the minds. Brady, thanks for coming from California. Matt, coming down from New York. New Jersey, Connecticut. 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 I think Connecticut. Yeah, it's but north it's, of New York. It's, it's all the same. <laughs> it's pretty here. Scott, California. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast you can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level make sure to subscribe and stay tuned if you want to learn more about tony head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to maybe you want to see him grab a lesson or go to one of his camps pick up his book lessons from the legends you can do that there if you want to see tony in action with some videos and other content head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. If there's one thing if you know about me, if you listen, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to see me, listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, uh, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to thank, give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast. Shrixon Cleveland Golf who've been with me for over a dozen years and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers and lastly the folks at Vineyard Vines the folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf they support us on the road there isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best play our best and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors. Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dosweepersgolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper. Sweeper.